Hello, friends. Welcome to Trivia Over Tea, the quiz show podcast where we drink tea and play trivia. I am your host, Matthew Cook, and I'm here once again, virtually, with our scorekeeper, Carter Zenke. How are you doing today, Carter? Fine. Fine. Just, just fine. How are you? I'm fantastic. Never ask how you're doing. You always ask how I'm doing, but I never ask how you're doing. Oh, well, that's very sweet of you, Carter. I'm, I'm doing fantastic because we're doing trivia and drinking tea, two of my favorite activities. So let's meet this week's contestants. First, we have Graciela. Hi. Hello. Oh, I'm Graciela. You <laughs> <laughs> can introduce yourself. <laughs> I'm Graciela. Um, right now, I'm living at home. I knew Matthew from high school, and I am drinking some citrus mint tea today. Ooh, sounds good. And we also have Haley. Hi, everybody. My name is Haley Parker Combs. I am currently in Georgia. I also know Matthew from high school, and uh, I'm definitely drinking coffee and not tea. Uh oh. I know that's a, a big, a bold statement. Like but minus points. Yeah, I think <laughs> Carter, you need to take some points off of first score. No. All righty. Well, <clears throat> so uh, we're going to have four rounds uh, today of a, a varying structure, and the winner of today's game will receive a tea bag mailed to you in a very specially made envelope by my mother. So, yes, love this is big prize to play. So for. pumped about this envelope. I don't think you. <laughs> It's it's a pretty nice envelope. I know I'm, I saw it on so Instagram. It looks so good. Haley reminds us that you can see a photo of this card on our Instagram and Facebook pages. So shout now out Carter. Mrs. Cook, man. Yes. <laughs> Carter, will you please explain the rules for round one? Absolutely. Round one is our first general knowledge round, consisting of five multiple choice questions for each of you. Correct answers here are worth ten points each. Graciela, you are up first. Are you ready? As I'll ever be, you know? <laughs> All righty. Question one. What Stephen Sondheim musical's original cast included Len Carew and Angela Lansbury, as well as Victor Garber as Antony? A, Sunday in the Park with George, B, Into the Woods, or C, Sweeney Todd? Uh, the answer is C, Sweeney Todd. Correct. Question two. The Magna Carta written by a group of barons in 1215, was signed by what king of England in order to avert a civil war? A, William the Conqueror, B, John, or C, Edward I? I'm gonna say Edward I. Sounds very no, British. No, it was, uh, well, it, he is British. Um, however, this is King John. Question three. During the Civil War, President Lincoln ordered that the construction of what building continue as, quote, a sign we intend the union shall go on. A, the Capitol building, B, the Washington Monument, or C, the Supreme Court. Hmm. I think it's the Washington Monument. No, the, the construction of the Washington Monument was famously halted uh, before the Civil War, and that's where you see the change, the in, the yeah. change in the bricks. Yeah, um, this is actually the Capitol building. Ah, okay. Yes. Well. Question four. At the Battle of Spotsylvania Courthouse during the Civil War on May 9, 1864, Union General John Sedgwick said of the Confederate sharpshooters, quote, they couldn't hit an elephant at this distance. What happened next? A, the Confederates retreated, B, an elephant was shot, or C, Sedgwick was shot and killed. 
I think it's C because that's that's a whole lot of irony right there. Uh, it is a whole lot of irony and it is a whole lot of correct. Cedric was shot and killed and he is the he was the highest ranking Union general to die in the Civil War. And question five, what river flowing through cities such as Winnipeg, Manitoba and Fargo, North Dakota occasionally experiences catastrophic flooding? Is it A, the Red River of the North, B, the Platte River, or C, the Big Sioux River? I'm going to go with Platte River because I like Ben Platte, and I know that has nothing to do with the answer. No, actually the Platte River um, is, is not up in North Dakota. It runs through um, Nebraska, and then it splits. Um, this is the Red River of the North. So yeah. close. <laughs> All righty. Haley, are you ready for your five questions? Heck yeah. Okay. <laughs> Question one. What what musical premiering December 27th, 1927 was a departure from frivolous and light musical comedies popular at the time and greatly influenced future theater in the United States? Is that A, Oklahoma, B, Showboat, or C, Anything Goes? Oh, um, I think it's between the first two, and I'm going to go with A. No, it's actually B, Showboat. Oklahoma, I believe, was 1943. Nuts. All right. <laughs> but the, the book and the, and the lyrics were written by the same guy, Oscar Hammerstein II. But of course, Richard Rodgers did Oklahoma, and Jerome Kern wrote the music for Showboat. But this is Showboat. Question two. The plan for Washington, D.C. was designed by which French-American military planner? A, Pierre L'Enfant, B, the Marquis de Lafayette, or C, Adolphe Nouri? I'm going to guess the Marquis de Lafayette. No, this is Pierre L'Enfant, as in Lafont Plaza. Oh, oh, okay, I got it now. Great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you'll, you'll get all the other Pierre L'Enfant questions that I have for you today. Thanks. I Unfor appreciate it. Unfortunately, there aren't any other Pierre Lafont questions. Darn this, it. So. Yeah, maybe next time. Question three. Just three months following VE Day, which marked the end of World War II in Europe, Winston Churchill's Conservative Party, which had been gover governing under a wartime coalition, lost the general election to the Labour Party, and Churchill was succeeded as Prime Minister by whom? A. Antony Eden, B. Clement Attlee, or C. Harold Wilson? This is a shot in the dark. Like, truly, I have no clue. So I'm going to go with C. No, uh, this is Clement Attlee. B. Okay. Yeah. Though they were all, um, well, Eden was a, uh, a conservative prime minister, but Attlee and Wilson were both labor prime ministers of the 20th century, but Wilson was after Attlee. Gotcha. Question four. In the 1960s, the CIA used what animals to eavesdrop on Soviets? A. Cats. B, dogs, or C, turtles? Honestly, I want to go with turtles solely because of how ridiculous it sounds. So I'm going with turtles. Uh, unfortunately, this is cats. Ah. Um, <laughs> if this was called Operation Acoustic Kitty. Um, and perhaps not surprisingly, it was not successful. What a great name for an operation, though. I know. Acoustic yeah. Kitty? Heck yeah. Did they expect the cats to like talk back or like... <laughs> And no, I don't think the cats were intended to talk back, but they they like planted little microphones in their oh. in their ears, and then had them walk by like the Soviet consulate in D.C. Okay. and stuff like that. Apparently, reportedly, 
I, I read um, somewhere that like the first cat that they released was like almost immediately run over by a car oh. or something like that. Um, and then the other cats were, were deemed untrainable or something like that. That, that so. tracks. Cats are really hard. <laughs> yeah. So, so Operation Acoustic Kitty, not really one for the record books. Question five. Which of the following states does the Missouri River not flow through or flow on the border of? A, Iowa, B, Minnesota, or C, South Dakota? I'm going to guess Iowa, but please know I'm awful at geography, so I hope it's Iowa. <laughs> no, this is actually Minnesota. Sorry. That's All okay. right, well, that's the end of round one. Um, Carter, can you please give us a score, <laughs> score update? Well, we have Crossyella with 20 and uh, Haley still on the starting line with zero. So we'll get there. We're getting there, baby. <laughs> Slow and steady wins the race. Slow and steady wins the race. <laughs> now we'll move on to our weekly audience question. Thank you for everyone who turned in an answer to last week's question, which was, who is the only U.S. president to hold a patent? And the answer is Abraham Lincoln. Um, the patent was granted May 22nd, 1849, and he patented this device to buoy and lift boats over shoals and other obstructions on rivers. Uh, Lincoln apparently got the idea while he was traveling back home to Illinois in 1848, and his boat ran aground on a sandbar, and the captain apparently improvised lashing empty barrels to its side to buoy it over the barrier. Lincoln was intrigued and commissioned a wooden model of an invention for the same purpose. Um, by the way, that information is from Sidney Blumenthal's biography of Lincoln, A Self-Made Man. And as promised, the winner of this week's audience question is Michael Thompson of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So good job out of you, Michael. And uh, if you didn't get it, that's all right. We're going to have another question for this week. So since it is now March... March means March Madness here in the United States. And so, since the first March Madness tournament in 1939, which school has won the most men's Division I basketball titles with 11? So, have a think, send me your answers, and I'll announce the winner next week. All right, now it's time for round two. Carter, will you please explain the rules? Absolutely. Round two consists of five questions directed to each of you on the same topic. Correct answers are worth 20 points here. And if you get a question wrong, your opponent will have the chance to answer for 10 points. All righty, Graciela, your topic is Alexander Graham Bell. Because Telephone. Hold your horses. You'll, you'll have time to answer that later. Um, Alexander Graham Bell was born on March 3rd, 1847. And March 3rd is the date that this podcast is being released. Oh. So question okay. one, um, Alexander Graham Bell was born in what country in 1847? Germany, I think. Probably not. No, not Germany. Haley? I'm going to go with Austria. Uh, no, this is the wrong part of the continent. He was born in Scotland. Oh, oh, yeah. Good to know. Question two: He is best known for inventing and patenting which communication device? The telephone. That's correct. <laughs> Yay! Question three: He co-founded what telephone communications company in 1885? One of the, which is still one of the major wireless companies today. 
I'm gonna shoot and say T-Mobile, which I don't think is right. No, it's not T-Mobile, Haley. I believe it's AT&T. It is AT&T. Very good. I was on the board. We're on the board. (laughs) (laughs) Question four. His other achievements include the refinement of what Thomas Edison invention, which plays sound by a vibrating needle on a rotating disc. Oh, shoot. I know what it's called, but it's not coming. Is it the the phonogram? Is that what it's called? Yeah, that's close enough. A phonograph. Oh, phonograph. Okay. Yeah. And question five, the Alexander Graham Bell National Historic Site, which contains a museum highlighting his inventions, sits near his residence, Ben Vria, on Cape Breton Island in which Canadian province? Um, See, that would be a great answer if I knew any of the Canadian provinces besides Montreal. So we're going to guess Montreal. Unfortunately, Montreal is not a Canadian province. Oh, well. (laughs) Um, Haley, do you have a guess? I believe Quebec, which is a province and a city. So yes, well that 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 is correct, but it is not the correct answer. Um, Dang it! <laughs> <laughs> um, the, this is Nova Scotia. Oh, Nova Scotia. Yeah, that one. All righty, Haley. Your topic is because in order to balance out the inventors, your topic mm-hmm. is Thomas Edison. Are you ready? Oh boy, here we go. Question one. Even though he was born in Ohio and grew up in Michigan, Edison is closely associated with what state where the Edison National Historic Park is located? My guess is Pennsylvania. No, Graciela? Um, can you repeat the two other states? Just He, he was born in Ohio and he grew okay. up in Michigan. Okay. But then his, his, his laboratory was there and, and that's what the historic park is. Is it Illinois? No, Haley. He grew up in New. He, he lived in New Jersey. It's New Jersey, isn't no, it? Dang it! Yeah, as as in Edison, New Jersey. Yep, yep. Yeah. Although it's yep. not located in Edison, New Jersey. I believe it's in West Orange. Um, really? Yeah. You think it'd be in in Edison? Anyway, I feel ashamed. Continue. I, th- I, I thought you might know that. Okay. Question two. <laughs> Edison is most famous for improving the design for the what? I'm gonna guess the light bulb. Yes, that's correct. Great. Question three. Edison was also interested in mining. After visiting an industrial exhibition in Sudbury, Ontario in 1901, he returned there and is credited with finding the the Falconbridge ore body containing copper, cobalt, and what other mineral labeled NI on the periodic table? Oh boy. If only I knew the periodic table better. <laughs> um, This is wrong. This is wrong. But I'm going to guess zinc. No, Graciela. Is it nitrogen? Probably not. But... No, it's nickel. Ah. Oh, okay. Nitrogen's not a mineral, so don't, never it's mind. Definitely <laughs> a gas. It's a, it's a like gas. Good job. <laughs> you know, NI, nitrogen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you were on, well, I don't know. Anyway, question four. At the turn of the century, Edison was working furiously on a more efficient, rechargeable what intended for electric cars? I'm going to guess battery. That's correct. Yeah, he was working on a nickel-iron battery. Um, however, by the time he perfected a model and, and patented it, um, gas-powered cars had started to take over. So, ah. Yeah. And then question five. At his winter retreat in Fort Myers, Florida, Edison lived a few hundred feet away from what automobile magnate 
who once worked for Edison at the Edison Illuminating Company of Detroit. I'm going to guess Ford. Correct. Is that enough of an answer? Okay. Yep. yep. Henry Ford. <laughs> Very good. All righty. That's the end of round two. Carter, will you please give us the scores? Looks like Haley was just revving their engine at the start line because they have blown past Graciela <laughs> with a score of 70 total. Uh, and Graciela is now at 60. Oh, oh you're not that far behind. We're doing fine. We can Still do it. Still in base game. Still in base game. <laughs> All righty. Round three. Carter, will you please explain the rules? Yes. Round three is our second general knowledge round. Again, there'll be five questions for each player and correct answers are now worth uh, 30 points. And like in round two, if you get a question wrong, your opponent can answer for half the points or 15. All righty, Graciela, are you ready? Yeah. Question one, what musical holds the record for the most Tony nominations by a single production with 16? Oh, shoot, I don't, oh, 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 Alex, oh, oh, Hamilton. Correct, Gosh, yes. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I was beginning to think you might you might lose that one there. I know. Yeah. Um, though it's it's interesting to note that um, Hamilton won eleven awards, and that is second to the producers, who won twelve awards in two thousand one. But they they do hold the most nominations by a single production. Question two, although I I fear you might not know this based on earlier questions, what is the westernmost Canadian province? <laughs> well. Thank you. Um, yeah, no worries. West is that way. So let's guess. You know, I don't know. I'm just going to pass. Can I pass? Yeah, you can pass. Okay, I Haley, don't know. Haley. Okay, again, a shot in the dark, but I want to guess Prince Edward's Island. Is that the name of it? That is that is a province. Um, it is not in the West. Um, Great. It's, you, it's actually basically off the coast of Nova Scotia. Um, this is British Columbia. Oh, yeah. the more you know. Yeah. Question three. Actor Christopher Plummer, who died on February 5th, described which of his most famous roles as, quote, an empty carcass? Um, I'm going to guess Captain Von Trapp. That is correct. Question four. Since Washington, D.C. did not exist yet, where did George Washington take the oath of office as president in 1789? Um, I'm going to guess somewhere... When it's New York. Yep, it was New York. Very good. Um, he took the oath the second time, though, I believe, in Philadelphia, which is also where um, John Adams took his oath. And question five. Which football franchise has been to a record 11 Super Bowls, nine of which have come since 2000? Uh, the New England Patriots. Correct. All righty. Haley. Are you ready for your five questions? Let's do it. I hope there's more football involved. <laughs> that I kind of know. Question one. Mount Whitney, the highest point in the continental United States, is located in which state? Oh, no. Oh, boy. I really have no clue. But I'm going to take a stab at it, and I'm going to say Colorado. No. Graciela? I have no clue either. I'm going to say West Virginia. You know. No, West Virginia doesn't have anything above like four thousand feet. Um, the, this is this is California. Of course. Oh. <laughs> okay. And and Mount Whitney is fourteen thousand five hundred and five feet tall. Question two: What musical, which won the Tony Award for Best Musical in nineteen sixty one, was based on the phenomenon of Elvis Presley and him getting drafted into the army in nineteen fifty seven? 
It's Bye Bye Birdie, baby. That is correct. Woohoo! Question three. Who holds the record for most goals scored in the NHL with 894? I know one hockey player name, and it's Wayne Gretzky. So that's the name I'm going with. Well, fortunately, that was the name that we were looking for. Um, that is correct. Wayne, Wayne Gretzky also holds 60 other records, including most assists with 1,963 and most points with 2,857. Wow, that's a yeah. lot of points. That's why they call him the great one. Question four. Alan Menken wrote the music for which musical, which premiered off-Broadway in 1982 and was adapted into a 1986 film starring Rick Moranis and Ellen Green? Um, Little Shop of Horrors. Correct. Wow. Throwback. I love that. I've done that <laughs> show like four times now. Anyway, continue. It's, it's, it's a fan favorite. I, I love the music from that one. I love it. Question five. What state at the time of its acquisition by the United States, was referred to by critics as Seward's Icebox. Oh, um, I'm going to guess Alaska. That's correct. Yes. Um, though it was it was about 20 years later or 25 years later or so um, that they discovered gold there and that started the Klondike gold rush. And suddenly a lot of people were like, oh, well, this acquisition wasn't such a bad idea after all. Is that where the... Um the jingle for Klondike bars come from? Like, what would you do for a Klondike bar as referring to a bar of gold? Oh, I don't know. Graciela, the analysis. <laughs> wow. Thank you. <laughs> oh my goodness. Do, do you know anything about that, Carter? I, I don't. I could look it up. Yeah, can we can we look that up now? It's about the origin of the slogan for the Klondike bar. Yeah. Holding for Klondike bar slogan. I, I had never thought about that, but it makes no. it makes sense. Right? I went to college. Sometimes this brain up here works a little bit. <laughs> That's CNU education coming That's in That's CNU. <laughs> that liberal arts education. Exactly. I love a liberal arts education. Um, the first recorded advertisement for the Klondike was on February 5th, 1922. Doesn't tell me about their reasoning. Yeah, I don't know. At least Wikipedia do... has nothing. Yeah, we may have to do some more research about that. I love Klondike bars, though. They're so good. Yeah, um, if anybody from Klondike is listening out there, um, we would love to have you sponsor our podcast. Um, and we would change the podcast name from Trivia Over Tea to Trivia Over Klondike Bars like that. If, uh, <laughs> if you sent us tribute. Um, just saying. But anyway, I think that's the end of round three. Um, Carter, can you please give us a score update? Well, both Haley and Graciela have won 120 points from that round, which means Haley is still leading by 10 with 190 points, and Graciela has 180. Ooh. So close. Neck and neck going into the final round. So we have reached round four. Carter, will you please explain the rules? Well, round four is our showdown. And so now the two of you will be asked to write down your answers to the same three questions. And here, correct answers are worth 40 points. So could be anyone's game. All righty. Oh, boy. Question one. The highest point on the interstate highway system is 11,158 feet in the Eisenhower Tunnel located in which state? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Just pick a state. Think about I'm gonna, it. I'm thinking about it. I'm going to pick Think a state, though. I have an answer. Okay. Alrighty, Graciela, what is your answer? California. 
Haley? I also put California. No, this is Colorado. Oh. Oh. Dang it! <laughs> yeah. It's it's actually um, not too far from Denver. Um, you basically mm. go straight up the mountains, and then it's like 40 or 50 miles back. Um, you go through the, oh. the Eisenhower Tunnel. I have been through that tunnel before. Yeah, Rip. that's right. It's I on I-70 there in the mountains. Sure is. Question two. What was the name of William Shakespeare's only son? Bruh. Oh, no. <laughs> I know his wife's name. Anne Boleyn. Anne. Yeah, Anne Hathaway. Yeah, because then everybody makes Anne that. Anne Boleyn was, was yeah. Henry VIII's yes. second wife. Yeah, I figured that out. Had... <laughs> you know, six, the musical. Divorced, um, beheaded, died. Divorced, beheaded, beheaded survived. survived. <laughs> oh, I have to figure out a name. The, the, the hint I will give you it is that it is related to a famous character. I'm going with what I have. Okay. I'm committing to it. Graciela, do you have an answer? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, I don't think that's right. I put Nicholas. Haley? I put uh, William. People love a junior. <laughs> <laughs> that they do. The answer is Hamnet. Oh, no, 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 no. oh, like Hamlet, but Hamnet? Yes. Was he born prior to Hamlet being written? Um, yes, and um, and he he died when he was eleven, um, a couple oh. of years before Shakespeare started work on Hamlet, and yes. so there's oh, wonder okay. if if those are related. Okay. So it would make sense. Well, to that's me. sad that he died, but it is, yeah. But a good way to go. Good piece of trivia to know. Yeah. yeah. Question three: In Washington D.C. There are letter name streets for each letter from A through W, except which letter? I've been through DC so many times. I really should know this. Okay. And this is guessing. Just pick a letter. I sure did. Graciela, what was your answer? I picked O. Haley? I picked V. No, this is J. I knew. Dang it. I knew that. Yeah. No one knows exactly why. A popular rumor is that Pierre L'Enfant had a grudge against Chief Justice John Jay. Um, however, the more likely explanation is that I and Jay were indistinguishable in 18th century writing. So, oh, yeah. gotcha. So, and uh, I, when, uh, when I told you that there were no more Pierre L'Enfant questions on here, I forgot that you I lied. had another Pierre L'Enfant you, question. So, you lied to me, Matthew. Yeah, so good, good job out of me. Um, all righty, Carter. Um, I think that's the end of the game. Uh, what's the final score? Well, neither contestant scored any points in that round, so that leaves us with the same score. Uh, <laughs> Haley with 190 and Graciela with 180. I do have to point out that Haley was drinking coffee and not tea. Now, this is not an official <laughs> score deduction, but our participants can decide whether they should lose 20 points. Harder. I feel betrayed. <laughs> I won that trivia fair and square. I'm sorry I prefer I, coffee over tea. I, I think what we should do is we should allow Haley to win as the points um, dictate. However, let this be a warning to all future contestants on this podcast that we do not tolerate people drinking coffee on this podcast, which is about tea. Okay. Ouch. That hurt. But I'll take the win. Yeah. Woohoo! Well, Haley, do you have anything to say? Um, I'm very excited to receive some mail from Mrs. Cook. I will be awaiting it, and I promise I will drink the tea bag that is sent to me. I will Wonderful. suck it up and drink some tea. Amazing. Well, that's our show for this week, folks. 
Thank you, Haley and Graciela, for being on the show today, as well as Carter Zanke for being our scorekeeper and Mason Cook for composing the music. And thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe to Trivia Over Tea on your preferred podcast platform and leave us a review if you enjoyed it. And don't forget to answer this week's audience question. Just as a reminder, it is, Since the first March Madness tournament in 1939, which school has won the most men's Division I basketball titles with 11? So make sure you send me the answer to that. Check out our website, triviaovertea.podbean.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at triviaovertea. Feel free to message us there if you have any comments or suggestions regarding the show. And tune in next week. We have two new contestants and 33 more fantastic questions. Thank you. We'll see you next week.